the following pendant. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the commentary for season 11, episode 9 of The Kingery. I'm your director, Dave Morgan. With me are the writers for this episode, Cat Pride. Hello. And Pete Milan. Hello. Um, Tilly Bridges was the assistant director on this episode, but she couldn't join us today. Uh, Bruce has stepped down as his role as assistant director, and we thank him for all of his help over the past, God, three or four years. But um, so the rest of the season, we're going to have a series of assistant directors coming in, and then next season, we'll have somebody permanent in the role. And we are starting off here in Mad Science Utopia. Nothing. The underground lab where all the mad scientists that have flocked to the kingery are hanging out. You, I'm sure it's a really happening place. Right and so much uh, the folks out there may be wondering uh, why there are two writers on this episode. Traditionally, there is only the one. Um, one of our writers, who will remain nameless, but you can probably figure it out, uh, was having... Uh, was unable to, uh, you know, life issues got in the way and he was unable to finish uh, the script he was working on. And uh, Tilly asked us all if uh, we were able to help out and uh, Kat and I were the ones dumb enough to say yes. So that's uh, that's where this came from. Yay, pitching Woo! Of course, at this point we find out that Hooks is pretty much immune to everything. As far as drugs go, which probably is a good thing for him. He's had issues. Yeah, he got that. Uh, I, I thought that was kind of fitting because he was the one pushing to get. Yeah, you know, he was the one pushing to get uh, Devi off of the stuff uh, all those uh, all those seasons ago, and now uh, he's had uh, the same stuff that she had, only uh, much more intense. Yes. And his ability to to get wasted will you know, may or may not come back eventually. Mm -hmm. Such a creepy voice. I love it. Yeah, I was trying to look up what what's the part of the brain that I would wire this up to to make him happy. Most of us would would not know. You could make up one. External occipital protuberance would work. And God forbid I actually just make something up. No, it has to be. The story about gangsters in space in the future has to be factually correct. Yes, it's got to be uber realistic, you guys. And by the way, I had a nice little moment there with socks slowly, briefly slipping out of AI socks to regular socks and then right back into AI socks on kinks. And she has a beavis and butthead moment. Yeah, when I wrote I wrote that line, and I just thought, why don't I have her uh, have have actual sucks come out for a second? And I I thought for sure that somebody would go, no, you have to take that out. That doesn't, you know. But they uh, let us keep it in. I guess that's the secret to getting to do whatever you want in a Kingery episode, folks. Make sure you're the ones doing it last minute. <laughs> and that and there's no time for anybody to tell you no. So you just yes. do whatever the heck you want. Just throw it in there. And now we are underneath the spaceport as uh, more things are breaking. Shock of shocks. This was a really fun scene to write. I had a lot of fun with it. 
they're fun characters, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's just fun to just kind of have them bickering back and forth. Yes. Yeah, you kind of said that already, Corey. <laughs> Goddamn girl, sometimes you act like you ain't never seen flammable shit before. The guy you We're doing that thing where we listen to the episode again. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do that. <laughs> well, is it, when it's good performances, you just like, yeah. oh, sit back and listen. It's fun. I'm trying to find where I put the script. It was kind of funny because both Pete and I realized we had not written Jace or Corey at oh, all. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take that scene. And then I went back and was like, I don't remember which one is which. Time to go watch, go read scripts and listen to episodes that have already come out. So. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I've, I don't think I've never, I've certainly never written these two before, and uh, we actually, uh, spoiler alert, we have a little thing coming up where uh, all of us writers are doing something that, uh, writing something that is outside of our, uh, our comfort zone. We're all writing uh, characters and pairings that uh, we haven't written before. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So definitely be on the lookout for that uh, at the end of the season. Uh, when we hit our hiatus, because there's some fun stuff oh. coming up. Characters you would not expect to see. <laughs> How's the oxygen deprivation talking? Right. Yeah, we kind of did that between the, the seasons last time, but it was pairs that we already knew and we're doing a little better. So it'll be kind of fun to have different characters working together that don't normally get together. We'd have, yeah, have that little, we had that a little bit in the wedding episode, but yeah, having whole episodes with <laughs> many episodes. Yeah. First, you did a good job there with the listing of trying to figure out, okay, okay, this, 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 this. Yep. So that's going to be a total <laughs> I was trying to channel my best uh, old school uh, Star Trek engineer yes. list all of the techno babble as much as possible. Which, yeah. and for anyone who's curious, engineer, that would have been my jam. That's yeah. what I would want to be, even though I would have sucked at the job because I couldn't do the job technically. Um, yeah. But I would have loved it. I would have played one on TV great. <laughs> It's a great job. All you have to do is tell people no. Yeah, pretty much. No, can't do it. No. Not in the budget. It. Sorry. You know what? You're right. We should. We will. We're going to go to the boss and say, we're going to say, uh, what are we going to say? No idea what they're going to say to the boss. Yeah, they've they've had quite a few messes this season and very little budget to fix them. Yeah, just the first half. So credit for taking over Hooks's job and fixing all the things. As someone who works in IT, I I feel their struggle and I support them in their endeavor. Well, hell, see that's sensible. Well, hell. Hear him hiking up his pants a little bit when he says that. It's a mess. Another pipe, only 
looks like it's made out of the same shit. Also, the outline does like no, it gives you like no help on like what's going on. They're like, just something has broken, and it's uh, it's different than the other things that have broken this season. And I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks. I'll I'm just gonna run with it. We're gonna see where it goes. So you want me to create something? Whatever. Oh my gosh. Creative, what? right? That's why we have an outline. I don't have to think. Oh my god. You get all my ideas at the beginning of the year, okay? Everything's fine. Now, this was a fun scene to mix at Asa's place. We got Asa, Major, Kalok, and Cass just having fun. <laughs> For the first time anybody uh, has been in Ace's place, and I imagine that you know, since Ace used to live on the street, he doesn't. He just basically has yeah. a couple of rooms. Yeah, maybe a Navajo blanket on one wall that he picked up somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Futon. I pretty much picture Ace as Sam Elliott at this point. <laughs> Beef. I feel like that's a that's a fair assessment, yeah. Following my lovely bride and I as we made our rounds, collecting from the bookmakers and loan squids. Uh that's that's shots. Loan squids. Loan shots. Yeah, I didn't want that to be too uh too proc like, but I thought, you know, it would it would be a net it would be a uh, a slip up that he would make. Nobody tried to outrun me. Nobody even tried to bullshit me. Shit. I didn't even need to punch nobody. Well, yeah. Yeah, no fun. You show up with the boss's sister. Everyone's going to be on their best behavior. Yeah, I put the phrase, everyone's going to be on their best behavior in two lines back to back. I'm a good writer. <laughs> Again, this is why we shouldn't rush things, because well, it's fine. All of, it's fine. All of your just... crutches come out when you write, though. Like... He's just reinforcing what she said before. I'm just saying, I'm surprised that people in my scenes don't say each other's name 15 times because that's my crutch when I'm writing. If I'm not paying attention, everybody's like, like, for like, can you, pa palace, Tithia, palace, Tithia, geez, palace, like every other line, someone's saying their name. And I always have to go in and edit those out. Oh, Lisa, just taking the moment to get in character. All right. My name is Mongoose McLaren. I'm a small time hustler and I just lost a bundle on table book. What are you doing? You want to roll for initiative now or, or what? You started. I'm impressed Major knows about rolling for initiative. Oh, yeah, she's uh, she's got a regular game. She's a cleric. Oh, a lot of people don't know that. Oh. Learn something new every day. Piggy trivia. You heard it here first, folks. Don't make me break down this door. Let us assume that you looked out the window and saw me. And Edward sent me a bunch of different voices to try to see which one we wanted for Asa. And this is the one that I felt like was close enough to Asa to be believable as Asa, but still definitely doing a voice. Yeah, in the line I said, I put for a direction, speaks in a different voice until further notice. Knock yourself out, Edward. He's on the DL with a sprained ankle. Would you believe it? A sprained ankle. Yeah, I... I was very tempted to see if I could get a, uh, would you believe, a twisted knee or something like that out of that. <laughs> <laughs> this is very Maxwell. Would you believe tennis elbow? Crazy. Because this is not 
my money. This Would you believe ingrown toenail? And now I gotta go back to the boss and tell her Mongoose McLaren couldn't pay this. I'm doing that thing where I just get distracted listening to M talk. <laughs> and then the boss, you know, she's gonna be like, Mongoose McLaren, again, did you break his legs? Major. So naturally, I will say, of course I broke his legs, boss. <laughs> you think I'm a little bit still in the mindset of Allison with a slightly lower voice, but that's okay. You see where I'm coming Takes a while from, to, right, get you to get a new imitation done. <laughs> However, it ain't gonna be me. You know who this is, right? Have you met? This is Cassandra Arkell. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, I'm in this. Yes. <laughs> Cassandra Arkell. Oh, <laughs> You think you're scared of me. And boy, she Chris got a little scary. That's what I, I uh, yeah. Uh, fun backstage knowledge. Apparently, Chris had to re-record because she might yes. have blown out the mic. Yes, the first the first takes were. Let me tell you, mongoose, I won't just break your leg. Extremely peaky in the hint use these. I can't fix even this. blinders. Yeah, Cass, I figure, has a lot of anger inside her that uh, she doesn't get uh, much of a chance to uh, release. Yeah, she, she, she's uh, got issues. Yeah. She, to, to borrow a very old turn of phrase from one of my favorite shows that is no longer here, she doesn't have issues. She has subscriptions. It's just... Pets and pets to lapels. Like you're fine. You're fine. And see. Well, how do I do? I have some notes. <laughs> Perfect. Now we go to interior, a real dive bar. No, really, that's the name of the bar. That's true. It is the name of the bar. <laughs> My temper. And this is the scene that uh, Tilly directed for us. So, yeah. If I'd have known that Dokken was going to be sticking around this long, I wouldn't have named him after uh, Wolverine's uh, kid from the uh, from the comics. Yeah, he was a very much seemed like a one-off. Yeah. Yeah. Six or seven seasons ago. But no. No. <laughs> Here we are now. And has the name that nobody can pronounce. Nope. <laughs> I have been so many times I have just either said, hey, I need you to redo this, say it this way, or just taking his name out of the line altogether. <laughs> that and Shirokage. I've edited that out of a lot of lines. Too, oh, yeah. Shirokage. I'm just, I'm, I'm just glad I got to write schlock because I love writing schlocky scenes. We all know this. This is what I do on the show. And you do it well. Well, thank you. I'm quite proud of it. <laughs> I'm also very proud of that artisanal drool line. That's going to stick yes. with me for a while. I should be the one who gets to set the course. That makes any sense. I'm. Just two men talking about their feelings. My gosh, what kind of show is this? God. What is the world coming to? Somebody kill somebody already. And I don't. 
To be fair, Zeph did threaten to make everybody die in a fire, like, well, yeah. an episode ago, so. Well, Cass did earlier threaten with a blowtorch, and I'm not entirely yeah. sure she was acting. That's, that's probably, yeah, that's a good point. ...a place that is actually named a real dive bar. <laughs> said different. I was going for different. <laughs> I thought if we went And yeah, that's definitely different. Nostalgia for me that it would make things easier. Did it? Well, I'm smiling, aren't I? Yeah, it's easier. It's good. I'll say this. Andrew and Russell have ended up working out really well together as a pair. We haven't gotten them a lot together, actually, but when they've been together, it's worked very well. Yeah. Very much, very much. I don't want to think about work anymore. I just... Like, I think that's one reason I was really glad, glad to write the scene was, if nothing else, so that the audience gets to hear more of them hashing through this mm -hmm. stuff in a way that's a little more, like, like te tension isn't quite so high. Right. <laughs> Feels like every time they're in a room together and they are talking lately, it's been like, something's going on. That's just an extra side of fuck you parasite brain that I can dish out. Yeah, I guess that little, the group serves the one catchphrase you guys had doesn't really play well with self-serving motivations. It doesn't. And yeah, this is probably the most laid back we've ever had, anymore. So that's a good start. So. They're both action heroes. Manly yeah. men. <laughs> manly men. <laughs> Fuck men. Manly men. Manly men. Ridiculously tiny. Big, muscular, sweaty. I just care about myself and my well-being. Step into it. Brother. And we, we're gone. We're gone, guys. Yeah, we're we're gone. so sorry. So I hope you enjoyed the commentary while I Because we're now deep in 80s wrestling Ooh, nostalgia, folks. Boy, yeah. And that is incredibly my jam, so. <laughs> Something will catch my attention or seem familiar, and that emotional ghost just waltzes in and then back out. And it's happening all the time. Hell, it's... This is nice, though, when he's expressing how things are starting to come back, but not totally. And because he wasn't under nearly as long as Doc, so right. right. How good it felt to be this close to you, to feel your arms around me. I remember the warmth and the comfort, the thrill of it. It's definitely one of the things I liked about writing this episode. Because, like, again, you know, we get an outline, but the outline's very, like, right. sort of happens, and, like, in this scene, get this across. So it was yeah. pretty cool to get to kind of figure out all how, how we kind of describe that. So. Yeah, kind of, yeah. And, like, and like there were, I think there was a line about, like, make sure that we understand, like, how how Doc went through everything. But, like, there, you know, it wasn't super specific. So it was really cool to get to kind of, like, Sit there and go, okay, well, how the heck would I try to explain that to somebody? I suppose you're right. If I just don't want to start chasing And then also get him in Zeph's lap. That's the other right. main goal that I had for the scene. <laughs> Was and then and then smash. <laughs> Good to have goals. Yes. So there you go. Does that help? close to that feeling you've been chasing? <laughs> oh. I've never written... I, I maybe read, like, written one scene with these two before, and it was pretty short. Feels like being I certainly couldn't have written uh, written this, I don't think. Yeah. 
I'm chasing the ghost anymore. I think I've all, I mean, I think I've written one or two other scenes with, with Zeph, but yeah, not, I mean, again, I just really like writing romantic schlocky shit, so it's really fun for me. <laughs> I don't need an excuse to be romantic. Anybody who's listened to Avalon knows that. Yeah, well. Now we're back in the Mad Science Utopia. Yes. And we hear her voice not directly, but as though coming from a hundred small speakers all over the lab. Which is a pain in the ass to try to figure out how to mix. Yeah. And that's how Pete does. But that's okay. That's, that's how I do. Let's be real here. Yeah. Yep. Pete's like, you can be a director, you're going to earn it. <laughs> Ting for your supper. Oh, fine, I'll figure it out. <laughs> this is a great speech that uh, Sox gets to give here. Mm -hmm. Darth Trump. Nice though. We're we're marching towards the the end game. Mm -hmm. And Renee just eats it up. She's you know, oh oh yeah, such a great. Job. She loves it. Oh, there's Tilly. Perhaps you didn't didn't have uh didn't have M do it. I thought she was the voice of all the computers around here. It was just a one seat, one little couple yeah. of lines. I was like, "Man, eh, you want to do that?" She said, "Okay." <laughs> Looks at camera. Yeah. Message yeah. to begin, sir. Like. Kind of sitting there like, man, I wasn't expecting that much realism in my day. Thank you very much. I thought I was escaping reality. Yeah. Nah. No. Squish. Not, not on the kingery. <laughs> nope. A long, sustained squish as of a man sinking himself in a giant chest of biological waste, because that's exactly what Hooks is doing. Yeah. Poor, poor Hooks. <laughs> Hello. I mean, Do shit again. Hooks is a wrench, so it's not the worst thing Hooks has ever had to deal with. <laughs> but it probably ranks He was wearing a suit during that thing. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I know there are ten different kinds of steel, but I... I'm sure he probably has some kind of, you know, air thing going on, but I, you know, it's... Or he's just <laughs> clinging to the top of the chest, but, uh... Much more efficient. Have you ever considered getting new ears? What's wrong with my ears? They're slightly uneven. That's mm. just likes to fiddle. Put in some ultrasonic sensors. It's a day off. I'm gonna redo my fingernails with uh, nanobots. Sure, why not? He's just a nitpicky being. Really love the filter on on the voice. It's a nice filter. Yeah, Bruce did a fantastic job setting that up, and thankfully I was able to recreate it. Yeah. Now we follow to the incinerator area. 
You know, where everybody wants to spend their day. Yeah, you know. Broken? For Einstein's sake, secret lab full of geniuses and nobody performs basic maintenance. Here I am. And Hooks has been running around all day setting all this up. Yeah. You know, he walked into the lab just before uh, Bernice was going in there, and, you know, he he broke the uh, incinerator in such a way that it would be fixed. Planning. I love the uh, direction on that last line. Imitating Alan Rickman or Stephen Moore, whatevs. <laughs> Wish thud, Hooks falls out of the chest. He is soaked through with viscera. Be lucky this is an audio show. You don't want to see this shit. Wish off. The amount, just of, the amount of squishing happening in the scene is just entirely too uncomfortable. Yeah, well, you know. You want realistic shit, you get realistic shit. Yeah, no kidding. He's just covered Literally. in intestines and <laughs> he's probably caught, you know, at least five diseases just from the few minutes he was in that chest alone. Right. No he's kidding. gonna need all the shots. 500 feet of filth and foulness I can't even imagine. <laughs> but he's out. Where is he going? You'll have to wait wait till next episode. Oh! What was that music under uh, under that last scene? I like that little uh, that, vi uh, that violin yeah. show at the end. Yeah, I'll have to look that one up real quick. Uh, is that uh, Kevin McLeod? Yeah, it's Kevin McLeod. Oh, yes. Adam Blanford is masked. Big fan of his work. Yes. Edward Herman is you can what always find internet? good string pieces. But would the internet be without that guy? I know, right? I know, right? Yeah. After YouTube videos wouldn't exist. Yeah. I might have posted on Twitter once this comes out because I'm not finding it right now. Okay. But yeah, so that's that's the episode. we got three more to go, folks. We're three quarters of the way through the season. What will happen next? Um, so I thank Kat and Pete for joining us on this one. Kat will be back next episode. I will. There's one more episode. Um, and I believe, and hopefully this really is it for me this season. <laughs> well, I thought I was it. done recording commentary. <laughs> That's when I thought I was out. They pulled me back in. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is. But yeah, next episode it'll be Cat and uh, Adam Blanford, who's mask and our credits announcer, and is pretty much doing everything these days. And he's assisted directing next episode, so that'll be fun. Awesome. So All until right. next time, we will see you. All right, see you, everybody. See ya. Thank you.